Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and we're going, we're going <laughs> round, round Springfield. Springfield. <laughs> It is a delight every time. I think it keeps getting better and better. I think it does keep getting better, like the Queer Eye song. <laughs> yeah. That I want to listen to every day now. I'll put that on a mix. <laughs> yeah. Why not? I think you should. If I'm putting Flaming Moe's on a mix, I'm putting the Queer Eye <laughs> theme song on a mix. <laughs> So, listeners, this week we have an episode that is an update on what is going on in the Round Springfield universe. As you guys know, we just completed the Max Fun Drive, which was so exciting and so wonderful. And we're so grateful again to all of you guys. Thank you so much. And because we got enough support, we have decided to extend our 20 episode limited series by five additional episodes. I'm not a math wizard, but that's a chunky percent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some some might call us liars <laughs> when we said it was a 20 episode. And I'll, I'll say that you're ungrateful as children <laughs> of this podcast. We're giving you five bonus episodes. Um, I'm happy with the fact that we're going, you know, the literal extra podcast mile. Yeah, I'm me doing too. one more lap. Yeah. And uh, we actually recently just did an interview uh, about our limited series, which we will leave in the show description. There was a really wonderful interviewer who asked podcasts that are doing limited series, including Paul F. Tompkins and a few other really amazing people that you guys will love, kind of like what goes into a limited series and the amount of work that it could take to to kind of make the show uh, come alive. And uh, with all of that in mind, and with a few other things going on behind the scenes, we decided that we don't want to keep going with our podcast until we secure like the guests that we want. Right. We've had some awesome, I mean, every single guest that we've had on the show has been amazing. But with only at this point, I think seven episodes left, including our bonus five, the pressure is on, you know, and we're really excited about that. Uh, but we really want to make sure that we have like, you know, we only have seven left. So we really want to make sure that we get the guests that we really want. And because of what's going on in the world right now, it's a little challenging to try and get in touch with people, you know. And so basically, we're going to take a little break. We were going to take one after two more episodes, but we're going to do it now just so we could secure our guests and take care of a couple of other things kind of just going on uh, backstage, so to speak. And then we'll be back and so excited to complete our limited series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, our podcast is all killer, no filler, baby. Um, <laughs> and we knew when we were, you know, making this spinoff of our uh, old Simpsons podcast, Everything's Coming Up Simpsons, which you can still listen to old episodes. Uh, people every day are finding that podcast and listening to it and tweeting at us. And we love it. It makes it makes my little Simpsons heart two sizes bigger every time you tweet at us. You know, we knew that when we were constructing the spinoff, like, 
we were raising the stakes and it was just going to be a different booking and recording process, but for good reason, because, you know, all things worth pursuing are often a little bit difficult. And so, yeah, I, I you know, agree. <laughs> I echo what Allie was saying um, that, you know, we want to make sure uh, that we hit those North Stars that you guys have heard us kind of hint at over many years. Maybe some people already know who we may have on that short list of, you know, who we want to fill those last seven episodes. But yeah, I just think that, you know, I feel like we have such a strong relationship with our listeners in that we're all like looking up at the same moon and we all get it and we all, you know, want to spend time with each other. Um, But we just want to make sure that all of our episodes are, you know, the same consistent top quality that we've already that we've always produced. And that is our show update. So that's the biz. (laughs) But now let's get into the fun update. And now let me be clear, we have nothing to update you on that is fun. It's just time that we update ourselves on some of what is going on in our lives. Um, So stick around if you want to just have a little chat with me and Julia. We both have our coffee, um, assuming that, you know, you guys are trying to stay awake and alive during this time. Grab a cup of Joe or some tea and join us. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, I I feel like every other week I see a tweet of somebody being like, "Got to get my coffee in," so I'm super super caffeinated for the apocalypse. <laughs> we we're all having similar thoughts, and I agree. I I got to be caffeinated for the apocalypse. Oh yeah, I mean, I just it I don't need to be cranky and dying. Like I I definitely no. prefer. I don't know where all of our listeners reside. Um, Hopefully, um, only some of us are having to go through this air quality due to the fires that have been happening. We're definitely putting a timestamp on this episode. but Or maybe (laughs) we're not. Maybe, sadly, we're not. (laughs) Well, LA has fire season, so, you know, it's cyclical, you know. But it has been really a trip, like... You know, all of us uh, are, I assume, all really loyal rule followers and are not like partying or doing anything crazy and socializing a ton. And so we've already been inside. But now the air quality has been so bad that we can't even go on a walk. Like for me, like going on a walk and listening to my podcasts has been like the one thing that keeps me sane aside from watching old seasons of Survivor. And so I've been struggling. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, gosh, this again, timestamp, who cares? But like this past weekend was, I want to say, the worst that it it had been um, during the fire air quality combo. And I didn't know what else to do besides get in my car and drive somewhere far that was not, you know, as smoky. And of course, naturally, I landed in the Anaheim shopping district. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. Sometimes when I'm feeling anxious or just kind of like pent up emotions, as I think a lot of us are probably feeling at this time, I get a little regressive where I really want to do like cool, angsty teenager shit. And a lot of it is stuff I didn't even do as a teenager. Like I was feeling, I was really like in a moody state the other day. And I was telling my friend, I was just like, I just want to go drink at a cemetery. (laughs) I'm like, (gasps) I've never, but I've never even done that unless you count like um, LA has that cemetery that you watch the movies and stuff. Yeah. It makes me want to get, like I want to pipe 
part my hair more to the side and like wear thicker eyeliner and my like super holy jeans and, you know, just be a bad teenage kid. <laughs> I love that for you. I mean, um, you. that reminds me so much. I just had like a memory so visceral. I felt it in my bones of <laughs> my um, freshman year at art college and it, my dorm and I guess the campus itself was located, you know, a short walk from a cemetery in Oakland and you bet your ass I took my camera there for my photography class and took really moody photos of tombstones <laughs> and shit, thinking I was the first person. Like, I was the Magellan of, like, angsty 19-year-olds who was like, <laughs> look at life and death mm, so deep. You bet your ass it was in black and white. <laughs> Do you, can you take a photo of a cemetery that isn't in black and white? I'm not sure you can. <laughs> um. I also this year, or not this year, it feels like a year, but during the quarantine, I watched all of Six Feet Under and um, the like teenage daughter of the show like perfectly encapsulates like that like 2000s era, like moodiness, art school girl, like kind of, you know, kind of ghost world, kind of um, Daria. Oh my God. What have you been watching lately that you would recommend to our listeners? I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) You know, and I think people that follow me on Twitter probably know too, or actually more on Instagram because I haven't really been tweeting about it, but anyone that's like been talking to me um, during this for, I want to say like the last month, I have just praised to all high heaven um, the merits of Bravo's show Below Deck. Um, I for i i'm a bravo bitch um <laughs> people may not know this about me but i am a bravo bitch i used to way back when the real housewives franchise started or around 10 plus years ago i dove in and it was also uh the darkest chapter of my life we shall not unpack <laughs> the correlation <laughs> i took a brief break from bravo and then just recently got back into it i want to say right before the pandemic so it wasn't because of <laughs> um but it's bringing me joy and i love the real housewives of new york and i love the real housewives of beverly hills i don't really fuck with any other real housewives casts um, mm. But then I ran out of Real Housewives episodes and I was like, ooh, am I depressed enough to watch Below Deck? <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out I was. Um, oh, it also wasn't um, because it's actually a genuinely good show. And, you know, you're talking about being regressive and, you know, being an angsty teen. There is something that is very similar in that quality of Below Deck because it is just people that are in their early, early 20s. We're talking 2021, fresh out of school. If, <laughs> and all they want to do is work on a yacht and fuck each other. And it's yeah. amazing beautiful it's beautiful the captain of it's a a motor yacht and the first couple seasons were in the caribbean and then they went to tahiti and now (laughs) season seven they're in thailand um (laughs) i burned through i'm on the seven seasons i burned through a lot it's great because it makes me nostalgic for being a dumb young person you know it's great and uh validating to watch a reality show part of you know one of the main reasons why we watch reality tv is to yell at the tv and say you're making the mistake i made 10 years ago (laughs) and you know all that dumb shit I love how every single season is the same exact pattern where 
they start off being very friendly with each other and wanting to have the best charter season ever. And then somebody fucks somebody else. And then the entire boat implodes every season. <laughs> this happens. And then um, Beautiful. the captain is this guy, Captain Lee, who is a very strong, like intense father figure to all of them. And he detests horniness. And yet he is surrounded by it daily. So that's b- below deck. It's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) They make fun of rich people, too. That's something you don't often see on Bravo. So that's been nice. Oh, how Um, refreshing. Yeah. So I've been enjoying that. And uh, I just watched that Netflix documentary, My Octopus Teacher, last night. I hear that's great. (laughs) Yes, it's really great. However, (laughs) no one else needs to make a really dumb joke about how sad it is that the octopus teacher has to teach on Zoom because I already (laughs) made that joke. (laughs) And I said it to my husband, Mike, last night, and I could barely get the words out because it was the worst joke I've ever constructed. (laughs) So... Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Are you watching movies too over there in your choir corner? Yeah, I will say that um I think one of the best like additions to my life has been the Criterion channel. Oh yeah. So there are some Criterion movies on HBO Max, like if you already have that, but the Criterion channel oh and a lot of Criterion movies are available on um the different apps that the library will offer. So even though the library is currently closed, which breaks my heart because, my God, do I need a place to go and not be in my house more than ever. But, you know, librarians want to live, too. So I get that. But there are so many amazing classic movies uh, and some contemporary ones that I just have never seen. And I I consider myself a movie buff. Like, I really love... I would say you are. Yeah. And... Um, I have watched a lot of really awesome French movies. There's a movie called uh, Cleo from 5 to 7, uh, which is so amazing. And if you've ever seen the Before trilogy, it's very obviously oh, cool. um, something that inspired Richard Linklater. Last night I watched a movie that my boyfriend's mom and my mom both say is their favorite movie, um, which is called Sullivan's Travels. Um, oh, yeah. I, of course, it's really good. I, of course, thought they meant Gulliver's Travels, which I also love, but <laughs> they right. meant Sullivan. It's very confusing. It is. They shouldn't do that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Sullivan's Travels we watched last night and I thought was really great. If there are any people listening to this who maybe don't gravitate towards a lot of older movies or even just don't really like black and white movies, I really recommend like just checking out like some of the top 10 lists on Criterion's website. So it will show you like pick one of your favorite directors and more likely than not, they will have a list of their top 10 favorite Criterion movies. And one of the things that's cool is that on the Criterion channel app, it will also have like little interviews with people. So they'll have, so like Bill Hader will have a whole playlist of like movies that he loves. And then you get to watch it if you choose where he'll explain like why he chose the movie and like, what's so good about it. That Me too. And that's so great. I watched great gardens for my first time. (gasps) Oh, I can't believe I never saw it. I know that my alley. I know that one is particularly good. I remember watching it in film school and being like, uh, I'm sorry. And then of course, (laughs) like (laughs) everything from that moment forward, you know, you try to make little Edie, big Edie jokes. Yeah. I, uh, I upset my mom and my sister by joking that they're great gardens. Um, they are, I mean, (laughs) 
No, they're not at all. <laughs> they are they are in their in their level of charm and their yes. kind of dynamic of personality, but not of their lifestyle. Listen, I mean sure there's there's a lot of other things going on in gray gardens that are a little bit more <laughs> hinging on the unsavory however who among us is not jealous of their bond it's <laughs> exactly. a very strong bond i love it i think it's wonderful <laughs> <laughs> that's so great that reminds me of um something that i did early i've been doing a lot of reading during this time um Must and be i'm happy nice. <laughs> mm, I forgot you don't know how to read. Um, <laughs> I uh, yeah, it's it's been really nice. And and again, going to the regressive thing, it's like I feel like I'm regressing in a way that's you know very positive um, to my high school self, which was a big reader. And and you know during that time, I had more time to read because I was you know not driving to school. I was taking the bus. I was taking the subway. Yeah. I you know just constantly had a book in my bag that wasn't you know, connected to a class. And I just miss that so much. So I've been really Me trying too. to, yeah, I've been trying to read more. And I've been getting into a practice where I'll like wake up and do a 30 minute read and then, you know, start wow. my day. That's great. It's been nice. It's been nice. But earlier, I, um, you know, was really hungry and trying to find like, you know, good book lists and things like that. I exhausted all of like the good reads and PR type stuff. And I just found a list of, um, I think it was on Buzzfeed, honestly, like a list of, you know, books people wish that they could read again for the first time. Hard recommendation. And I went through that list and I added a bunch to, I've been using the Libby app on my iPad, Mm. um, which is a LA public library app. Yeah. It's so great. And that that's been the best thing I've found books that have like changed my life and there's something you know this extra oomph of oh this is like you know somebody else's beloved book too similar to those movies it just I think colors it in a different way and yeah I don't know that's been really positive about this time too that's so cool let's I guess take a quick break <laughs> let's take a quick break and then we'll we'll take another few minutes afterwards to see what else is up hey you like movies what about coming up with movie ideas over the course of an hour because that's what we do every week on story break a writer's room podcast where three hollywood professionals have an hour to come up with a pitch for a movie or tv show based off of totally zany prompts like that time we reimagined star wars based on our phones autocomplete luke skywalker is a family man and it's star wars but it's a good idea (laughs) how about that time we broke the story of a bunch of disney channel original movies based solely on the title and the poster okay sarah hyler is a 50-foot woman let's just go with it guys or the time we finally cracked the adobe Photoshop feature film. Stamp tool is your Woody, and then the autofill oh, is the new Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Join us as we have a good time in matching all the movies Hollywood is too cowardly to make. Story Break comes out every Thursday on Maximum Fun. I don't know why I'm using this voice now. If you're looking for a new comedy podcast, why not try the Beef and Dairy Network? It won Best Comedy at the British Podcast Awards in 2017 and 2018. Also, I'm... There were no horses in this country until the, the mid to late 60s. Specialist bovine arse vet. Both of his eyes are squid's eyes. Yogurt buffet. She was married to a bacon farmer who saved her life. Farm-raised snow leopard. <laughs> Download it today. That's the Beef and Dairy Network podcast from MaximumFun.org. Also, maybe start at episode one 
or weirdly, episode 36, which for some reason requires no knowledge of the rest of the show. So, Julia, I want to talk to you about all the things I've been making with my kitchen. <laughs> yeah! You're good so, in that kitchen. You're better than thanks. me. I only um, annihilate ants in mine. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do the same thing. Oh, my God. The, oh, my the God. Number it's bad ants, right now. It's so bad. There's I can thing see called- them from where I'm sitting here. It pisses me off. There's a thing called tarot (laughs) traps, T-E-R-R-O traps. And that helps if you want to literally murder ants like I do. Listen, when I'm in their home outside, I let them do their thing. But when they're in my home, it's over. You know, that's all. That's all. I they're allowed to do their thing, just not in my space. That's all. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> wow, what a what a hot button issue. <laughs> I know, I know, I know it's controversial, but I, know. I You're murder very ants. polarizing. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. So, I recently learned how to make vegan mayonnaise, which I'm mm. very impressed by. It's truly just soy milk and grapeseed oil. Like it's incredible. I can't believe how easy and cheap it is to do wow. it yourself. And then I think at this point, everybody knows that I make my own peanut butter. <laughs> i mean it is something that on the daily people ask me to ask you i don't even tell you all the texts i get oh my god <laughs> i'm, I'm so sorry calls again. for you <laughs> oh, don't be sorry <laughs> last time i added a little bit of cinnamon to my peanut butter i have to say it was quite remarkable mm. i uh so everybody just so you know you can make peanut butter literally by grounding up peanuts that all that's all it is like you just put some peanuts in a blender or a food processor if you're lucky enough to have one until it's peanut butter it's really that cheap like a, you could get a pound of peanuts for like peanuts like that's why they say that saying it's like <laughs> real cheap <laughs> and yeah. um it's like I, all the gifts because i've been unemployed this entire time aside from our job here at maximum fun so thank you again for everyone who chipped in really helping yeah. us eat but yeah i've been unemployed collecting unemployment and have been It's been a really good experience to – an opportunity, really, to find ways to, like, stretch your dollars. And I think everybody, whether you have a job right now or not, is finding new ways to kind of, like, save some money. Because, you know, we're starting to realize, like, you know, we are are in a depression. And, like, we need to – we need to make those – items last. And so I've been like buying the sounds, I mean, not to excite you too much, but like I've been cooking my own beans from dry beans um, into like I stopped buying canned uh, beans, which I think is kind of crazy. My hat has flown (laughs) off my head. (laughs) No, but that is that is sincerely impressive. I think just having like, you know, it takes so much you realize when you start cooking just to do the basic things like make rice or (laughs) you know cook beans I think I mentioned to you when you were you know talking to me about your vegan mayonnaise I said oh I'm gonna start making my own mustard because you know I've been buying uh, mustard in plastic containers and I'm realizing now are not as good for the environment right Um, but you know they're just what's available and um 
I I texted to you, I'm going to start making my mustard before even looking at a recipe. <laughs> I was like, how hard can it be? Allie, there's like 12 ingredients. <laughs> Maybe I was looking at a really extensive one, but it was it was a lot. <laughs> so here's, Juliet, here's what you do. You take your mustard seeds. You could do a mixture of yellow and brown. And then depending on if you want it to be a Dijon mustard or kind of a spicy mustard, or just your, like, kind of yellow mustard, Mm. that will determine what you're going to soak it in overnight. So you could soak Mm. it in apple cider vinegar for, like, a kind of classic mustard, or you could do white wine vinegar for a Dijon, or you could just do water for a spicy. And then, so you let that like sit overnight and then it will plump up all the seeds and then you'll just mash those up. And so any (gasps) other recipe that's telling you that it's crazy is lying to you. What? Because when you told me that you wanted to make mustard, I was like, I want to do that too. And then I spent like six hours researching it. Really? Oh, how funny. I was like, girl, you didn't have this information when I told you unless you were like purposely trying to like dunk on me. No, 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 no. I love it. I also have been like, how sh- I'm going to make my own tofu. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Who knows if I actually, like, how long it will take me to get into, like, making my own stuff like that. That's pretty intensive. But I am trying really hard, like you, to be more sustainable and, um, you know, just as little plastic as possible. Like, yeah. with all these fires, with everything going on, it's scary. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I want to help the environment as much as we can. Of course, just so everybody knows, the Green New Deal, pretty bitchin'. Hope it happens. Yeah, me too. Um, would love it if Trump was not president. That'd be cool. That's as political as we need to really get. Trump is bad. You, you guys know. <laughs> I think we all know Trump is bad. I think the Simpsons, um, even though they haven't, like, blatantly said Trump is bad, I I'm pretty sure they. Well, no, actually, they have said Trump is bad I in, think they in have. some ways. So yeah, I think they Trump have. is bad. You guys, he's he's stinky. I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I don't like a smelly president. <laughs> <laughs> what is something that you're looking forward to um, this upcoming week? Oh, that's a really nice question. You know, I, I got a couple things. I've got a new. Th- thing in my life that is that's a, a once a week thing that I think is really positive and kind of unexpected and maybe some people who follow me online know this um but I got asked by my alma mater to start teaching online and so I've started teaching a writing for animation tv class for Chapman University and so um, cool it is. Thank you. It is. It has been very positive. You know, I, I think mainly because uh, I'm teaching college students who want to be there. <laughs> so it's been, <laughs> it's been really nice in that way. And, um, you know, of course, I went through all the layers of imposter syndrome and <laughs> being like, wait, what? <laughs> My joke was like, well, this is proof that college is fake, that they're asking me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I guess... I've proven that I can write for animation, um, <laughs> having done it for a while. So yeah, that's been, that's been really fun. And, and yeah, my, uh, students are really lovely and, um, yeah, teaching on zoom is not ideal, but you know, <laughs> I think <laughs> as far as teaching situations go, I've seen a lot of those TikToks where it's, uh, the teachers for grade school and middle school and, and it's real rough compared to what I got. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah, and uh, I've got, you know, some Zoom catch-ups with 
friends this week that I'm excited about. Yeah, just other things. I'm, you know, once the air quality gets super, super better and, and my little asthmatic lung uh, lungs can go outside. Um, yes. You know, I'll look forward to spending some time in nature. What about you? Let's see. I don't really have anything going on, but I feel like I'm going to uh, – one thing I've been trying to do is um, educate myself just in, in as many ways as I can. And I've been trying to like kind of refresh myself on U.S. history and also get some new perspectives on it. And so – I think I'm excited about kind of just hunkering down and like trying to teach myself some more U.S. history. <laughs> it's That's been kind of crazy. <laughs> That's so Thanks. crazy that yeah. you say that because I I want to say two months ago I started and I mind you did not finish, but maybe you are um, <laughs> better than me in this regard. But I started an online, like a free online course. I think you were the one tell, that told me about like um, Harvard's free online courses. It was off of that Harvard free site that was a U.S. history course. And I really enjoyed the three weeks that I spent engaged with it. Oh my God. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll send you the link and and that'll be something that you'd be into. But yeah, it's it's, um, kind of remarkable. uh, The very basics of, you know, things that we were taught in high school that, you know, have seemed to be pushed to the back of the memory pile. And it's important to just, you know, understand those basics. Yes, 100%. And I have found also like, as you know, like the more you know about the world, the funnier you can be because like, it just (laughs) gives you more things to joke about. Like if nothing else, it's just another topic. Um, But also like more and more jokes will become clear to you in in The Simpsons, like the more that you know about (laughs) the world. That's a really great point. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I've had that thought many times when it comes to just like keeping up with the news, just like what's happening today and sort of topical stuff. And, And that's just beyond, you know, if you are an aspiring writer and you want to write for super, super topical shows like The Daily Show or, you know, Late Night, things like that. I feel like just, you know, absorbing trends in history, absorbing all of these, you know, cultural references. And it's not just about like, insert so-and-so's name and suddenly you get the punchline laugh. It's more about like, the broader understanding of how history repeats itself and the broader understanding of like how our society is evolving in a way that is really absurd. <laughs> I think could always yeah. sharpen your comedy. Yeah. Totally. Well, guys, uh, it's been really nice to just take a few minutes to kind of catch up and kind of fill you in on what we've been up to. Um, Julia, it's always nice to talk to you and I wish that we yeah. could hang out in person, but it's always nice to to be here with you. While we are looking for our next guests and trying to secure those superstars, um, we'll stay active on our social media and then also make sure to check in if it ends up being more than, you know, a few weeks. But uh, stay uh, connected. We would love to hear from you. Julia, where can people find you? Oh, thanks so much for asking. I'm at Julia Prescott on all the things. Allie, where can people find you? Thank you so much for asking. You could find me at Allie Gertz and all the things, and you could find us at Simpsons Pod. And Round Springfield is a production of Maximum Fun. We are a member-supported show, baby. So go to MaximumFun.org <laughs> slash join to contribute. Our booking manager is Jesus Ambrosio, and our senior producer is Laura Swisher. Swish. Swish. Swish.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.